Hey guys, this is Hard on the Mic brought to you by The Exchange Project. I'm Nod and I'm here with my co-host Ness. So today we are bringing you a couple, Freddie and Deanna Gutierrez. They're in our hot seat today and we invited them because they know a thing or two about marriage and relationships um, and working through obstacles that can break a relationship. So Ness? So, they will be sharing about the struggle of their marriage, and I know Deanna because she is my cousin, and I know Freddie because I've known him. Because he married No, no, because she lived with me back in 2015-16 when she started crushing on him, so. 2005. 2000, oh yeah. Oh yeah, 2005. You're cutting the marriage short here. Me and my typos, dude, but yes, 2005 and six, right? I didn't know which year it is, but I know it was the Nelson house. So, excuse that there, cutting the marriage short. (laughs) Five. So I've known Freddie since before he knew me, and um, we just reached out to them because we knew they would be bold enough to join us and share about the downfalls that a relationship can have. And as we're going to start out discussing... um, this week with the Gutierrez family, we're just going to start out by talking about our week. How things been going for you? Um, readjusting to coming back from my vacation. Oh yeah, I'm still in vacation mode. Honestly, I'm like tired. I just want to sleep in. Don't really want to do much, but I had to go back to work. So. And I know you guys have exciting news too this week, or almost a close call. Tell yes. the listeners about what happened and what's going on in your guys' lives before we hop in. Well, Monday, um, I got home from work, and then I started having contractions. So then, like, all night I was just tossing and turning, and then 5 a.m. came, and they were, like, getting intense. So I woke up Freddie, and I'm like, you need to help me time them. I was having them every five minutes. So we went to the hospital at, it was, like, 8.30, Mom, when we went and they told me I was dilated two and a half centimeters. So I was excited. I was like, yes, he's coming. But I'm, I was only 33 weeks. So they had to stop it. Um, so I'm currently on medications to stop the, the labor. But it could come any day now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you guys ready? Yes, yeah. we've been waiting. Yeah. Freddie's eager. Excited. Yeah. I hear you're eager for the diapers and the bottles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it seems the like smell. it went by so fast. <laughs> I know. We've been seeing all your posts. I'm like, wow, Freddie really is excited. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, I am. So yeah. did you want him to be here? Were you ready for him the other day? Or you, or you want her to wait out? I say we should, I mean, I want the baby to wait, you know. But we're both excited. Well, what do they say? I've never had a kid. Like, what's well, the week? What's the? We had Joshua at 35 weeks. And okay. he was perfectly fine. But there are some 35-weekers who still have to go, like, in the incubator and need help with breathing. Oh, okay, so you just need to get through a few more weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like at, a whole month, right? Well, I'm 30, I, no, I'm, well now yeah. I'm 34. Oh, okay. So at least... Um, Literally any day now, then. Yeah. Okay. Exciting. Well, we're glad we were able to get recording before the baby's here. I know. I know. I know. We don't want to be catching any babies right now. <laughs> oh, no. You're on your medication, right? Yeah. It's okay. okay. Thank you, Jesus. I would faint. Um, literally. But 
to me since nobody asked how my day was. Oh, I just yeah. didn't <laughs> Anyways, Early. Freddie asked earlier. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Freddie. But I was just letting him know I went hiking this morning and I like being outdoors, so it was just um, very refreshing for me. So I had yeah. a good morning in case you guys wanted to know. Where did you go? I want to know where you went. We went I to looked... Riverside. Oh, okay. So I can't tell you where. I'm just kidding. Because uh, <laughs> they were doing elite. No. <laughs> no. But it was cool. Yeah, it was a, a drive, about 30 minute drive, you know depending on how fast you're going, but yeah. it was fun. That's good. All right. So, well, let's get into it, you guys. As we mentioned, Deanna is Vanessa's cousin, and she's actually um, the baby sister of our guest from episode two, um, Elizabeth. And so, um, with that being said, we're just going to hop into it, and we're just going to start talking about background and upbringing and all that good stuff. Um Deanna mentioned that she was listening to episode two and it reminded her about some of like the roots and, and some of the roots of the anger that she carried throughout her life. So I'm sure she has a lot of, you know, a lot to discuss in regards to that. So let's talk about it. Okay. What got that text out? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't know, just hearing my sister, it was it was weird, even though like I had already known that she had went through all of that just hearing it just like resurfaced all of the emotions and here I go getting emotional already but it's okay we all cried (laughs) I cried already Vivi cried um it it just brought me back to those moments when I had to witness my sister go through all of that and and then it brought me back to you know my mom as well um Growing up, I saw my mom and my two older oldest sisters, um, you know, get beat, get cheated on, and I was so young, and I, I just, I felt helpless. Like I felt like I would, I would look at them and just, you know, I, I remember going to sleep, laying down, and just wondering how, how they could allow that. <clears throat> how they can allow a man to to treat them that way and I grew an anger towards men and towards my mom and my sisters you know and and I remember making a promise to myself that I would never ever let a man do that to me and in making that promise to myself I guess I kind of um became the men that I saw you know my mom and my sisters get treated badly by and to me, I thought that if if I did it to, you know, whoever I met first, that it would never happen to me. You know, that was my, like, defense. Your mentality. You hardened, you hardened your heart, yes. like, as a defense mechanism. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I could see and, that. And so, sure enough, you know, um, I mean, I had a few minor little relationships before I met my husband, but... Don't get jealous. They, <laughs> they were they were nothing. They were just you know they weren't like serious relationships. They were just more people I would talk to. And um, then I met Freddie, and it was like more serious. And that's where I started noticing that all of that anger started coming out, and I kind of took it out on him. Um, I was very angry, very violent, very very abusive. I. I did cheat. I basically, I wanted to do everything to him before he could do it to me. That just started our marriage off on the very wrong track. 
and it caused lots of problems and you know I'm thankful that my husband stayed by my side but he got tired of it too <laughs> so I mean he did some things to hurt me as well um we both you know not a lot of people like to admit admit it or allow people to know but I think it's part of our story and honestly I feel like the enemy threw every possible thing our way to try to separate us and by the grace of God we got through every single obstacle Freddie, did you like know where any of this was coming from when she would act this way like are you just like she's crazy or (laughs) (laughs) did you know her upbringing though not really not really I just I mean all this was new to me because my both my parents you know they're they're okay parents but you know then having being in a relationship with Deanna was was it a culture shock (laughs) it was real real different it was real different I mean it's love you know I seeing this woman growing out of it it was like real real love and we stick together so what about your upbringing a bit since she came from a broken family and a huge family that's yeah, huge family. involved in everything. Yeah. Yeah. How is that different from how you grew up with both of your parents and your brothers where you guys, well at least I know, like tell us a little more about that dynamic to where it was a huge difference and how that Home affected life. the marriage. Yeah. When, when, I was, when I was little, uh, I went through things too, you know. Uh, I've been abused. I've been through things that, you know, kids don't want to go through, you know. Um, but I come from four brothers, a stable home. I started, you know, going to continuation, and that's when I met Diana. Then we we started seeing each other. Then um, started, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you touched you touched on a good point to where you said that you've you seen her, and it, it was a beautiful thing for you to say that you've seen her change. And you helped her literally get through all those things and those emotions and that anger, even though, like she said, you threw in the towel on one at one yeah. point on her and did what she did to you yeah. in the sense where it's like you were both over it. Mm-hmm. But yet you guys were, are where you are today and you literally did get through it together and work yeah, we did. on that. And tell us a little bit about your guys' deci- decision to be committed together? Like, where does Jeremiah come in the picture and what happens there? Well, once Jeremiah came in the picture, I actually think it got worse at that time. And, you know, I love my mom, but <laughs> I grew up seeing her run from her problems. And so every little argument that we would have, I would, I would try to run or I would, like, pack up my stuff and start telling Freddie that I was going to leave or that I was going to call my sisters to pick me up. And Freddie always walked away from the situation. He would walk to his backyard or to the bathroom and he would take a few seconds to just calm down and he would come back in and like tell me, no, we're, you know, we just had a baby. We're going to, we're going to get through this. So he really helped me learn that you don't always have to run when something happens. So I'm, I'm thankful that Freddie did have that exampleship in his home with his parents. Because your parents have been together how long? 38 years. Yeah, they've been together a very long time. So he had that in him where I do have to say that God blessed me because if it were up to me, I, you know, I would have ran a long time ago. But Freddie, you know, did teach me how to fight through it. And... Um, 
And then, you know, after Jeremiah, we lost our twins. So that was another very hard thing to go through. But um, we got through it together. You know, nobody knows that pain more than... Your significant other. Yeah. After that, then I think that's when I fell into my alcoholism. So what do you think it was that triggered your alcoholism? Um, By then, Freddie and I had already done so much to each other that bitterness and unforgiveness had taken over. That was what was wrong with me. I can hurt him, but the second he hurt me, oh my gosh, like I was going to make sure that his life was a living hell. So when he hurt me, when he actually gave me a a taste of my own medicine, I couldn't handle it. So not only did I have a lot of anger from what I had seen growing up, but now I had this anger and resentment towards him for hurting me. And then on top of that, just all the family issues. I turned to alcohol to kind of numb myself. Um, And of course, you can only imagine that just made everything a hundred times worse. The cops were called on us a lot. And this is something I haven't really ever put out there, but our kids have almost been taken from us. How did you feel about that, Freddie? Looking at her behaving this way and acting out in a way that like you had never seen before, what was your reactions or like your thoughts behind it in the way that it was affecting your family or like the things like she said, what could have happened of when it was coming to the point of like my kids can get taken away. Like what are your thoughts behind that? It was hurtful to see that, you know, just seeing Deanna so broken, you know, and alcohol, you know, it was really numbing her, but it just made it worse. So our kids were around that at the time. So I started, you know, trying to help her, but my kids were just too little to see that. So we were on the last, on our last thread. I think at that time you, you started putting your foot down a little bit more with me. Yeah. You had to put her in check. (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you um you said that you didn't want the kids to see that anymore so there were i think three times where we separated during our, our entire marriage like three times where we actually separated and moved and i think each time was like at least three months three months maybe a little bit more I don't know. And then we would get back together and it would go back to being the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we've been together, what is it, 13 years now? So it's been a long road of just going back and forth. You know, after Joshua, he's six now. um, I think that's when things finally, finally kind of started settling down a little bit. What do you think played a factor into you guys getting out of your marriage rut? You know, I I don't really want to go into detail, but there was, like, one time where me and him were fighting, and I didn't mean to, like, intentionally, but I had the keys in my hand, and I think I was trying to leave, and he was telling me not to, and we, I just started, I, like, went at it with him, and he was trying to stop me, but I just kept, like, socking him, but I had the keys in my hand, and so I stabbed the side of his head I just saw blood like flowing and he went into the bathroom and locked the door and then he told me that he passed out for like four minutes because a lot of blood was coming out that's just an example of one time 
And so I do think that if we didn't take those breaks when we did, I really don't know what would have happened. Yeah. So that, like, helped you guys get to, like, a turning point. Yes. But going through all of that from, like, a male's perspective, Freddie, like, just at least thinking about upbringing-wise and you having no sisters and brothers, like, how did it make you feel experience all it, experiencing all of that while trying to fight not only for your marriage but for your family and for your boys? Is, are those things you had to carry on your own? Are those things to. that your brothers didn't yeah. know about because you couldn't share them being a man? Yeah. Like, what, how did it make just, you feel? I yeah. just felt alone, alone. It's, I felt like I was fighting for love, and it was very abusive love. Basically, my brothers weren't in a relationship. They had their lifestyle different from mine. The only person I could lean on was my wife. My kids with me and my wife, you know. Working against you? Yeah. What I want to say for all the marriages, for men, love is commitment. Fight through it. Not just for yourself, not for the marriage, but for the kids. We created this life. I love that you said that, like, we created this life. Because, you know, like, a lot of people do just take it so lightly lightly that you're having all these problems and it's so easy to just throw the word divorce out there just to say, well, that's it. Like, I'm calling it quits. You're not playing your part. You're making me be a worse person than who I know I am or whatever it is. You know, like, it's so easy to just throw fault on the other person and look at the whatever is wrong but like just to be able to look at the commitment side is such a huge side of maturity I feel like do you feel like he was always the more mature one in the relationship yes definitely I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that he did you know obviously he saw something in me that was worth fighting for Mm. and he saw that um I was coming from a hurt place that was going to be my next question too Sorry, but my questions are for Freddie. <laughs> From a man's perspective, even before a husband, like what was it that drew you to Diana? Like what made you fight so hard for her love and not somebody else's love, but the love of the woman you're married to now? Like was there just something about her that drew you to her or were you just like, damn, she's fine? <laughs> so many reasons. Um, one, she's a beautiful woman outside and in. She's She's smart. I know she, she's capable of anything. But how it's, did you see that? Like In the midst of her mess. In the midst of everything I put you through. I just it blanked out all the darkness in her, what she's done. It was just love. That's Chris. honorable, though, because just in general, we're, there's women who are like, I'm going to do me, I don't need a man, and just in that perspective to where your own wife was treating you that way, but for you to still fight, like there's so many people who have the perspective of, well, if she's going to treat me that way, I'm going to treat her that way. I'm not going to respect her. I know we have kids. I'm doing my part for them, but screw her. I don't have to treat her the way that she deserves to be treated because the way that I always, what I always think about too is, people who are in unhealthy relationships and they're like oh I'm just staying for the kids because I love them but I'm going to still treat her like crap or I'm going to treat him like crap but it's like if you're taking that step to still stay together and do it for the kids why not do it all the way Mm -hmm. you're basically saying 
that they deserve to be treated that way but if you want to try to play family you might as well just do it all the way so that's something that I admire about you guys and about Freddie is being able to put all that aside and yeah like you said at a point he did get over it and he was like you you got a taste of your own medicine but once it all settled and you guys where you are now like I don't see any ounce of Freddie having any type of anger towards you or treating you in a way that it's like you did me dirty for so many years let me get you back now and that's a sign of maturity and Mm -hmm. it's something that we need to see so much more in other relationships like it's it's lacking in so many ways like what advice would you give to someone who's gone through a relationship like your guys's and feel should feel entitled to be not treating their significant other respectfully or in whatever way that they don't deserve their love but freddie still gave the love to you nevertheless like what would you say to them i think the only way you can really have a love for somebody like that is through God you know like like I said I had a lot of resentment and anger towards him I know it sounds really dumb because you know everything I put him through but I was so blinded and it wasn't until I surrendered to God where everything that's where I mean are you guys know me both of you know me so well and I'm sure you see the huge turnaround in our marriage like it wasn't until I gave my life to God and he was able to tell me hey I forgave you you better forgive him you know and um, that's how I was able to get to the turning point yes. in your part of the marriage yes what about you Freddie her prayers <laughs> yeah. I just believe that you know our marriage could be fixed through him I still trust in, in him for the future you know for better things for my for my baby boy than that's the coming. new addition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trusting that God can move things. How do you guys come to the point of letting go of all of that hurt? Like, when it comes to cheating? Because, like, I know I, like, dealt with that in my, like, relationship, too. And um, what would you say to somebody who's gone through that, to who has a hard time letting it go? Because it's no, like, small thing, infidelity in a relationship let alone a marriage because you're so committed to that person and you're literally like it's like you're ripping souls apart you know yeah how do you come to healing like it's maturity the past go choosing to trust yes freddie has i always tell like i used to tell him you're not normal (laughs) because he has such a forgiving heart and you know there were a lot of things that i did where i was like oh my gosh if you know, if he would have done that to me, I wouldn't have ever taken him back. And um, he would just tell me, I-, I let that go. You know, that's the past. And I'm focused more on our future with our kids and wh- where we are now. Um, me, on the other hand, you know, I don't know if it's because us women are more emotional, but Nadia, I have. I've struggled with, with that. Even here and there, it will pop up even now, but... I have to fight it, you know, we have to just know that, um, again, God is my strength and I look forward to the things ahead. And I, you know, and I pray when, when things do try to creep up or things are brought up, I just, I pray and I'm just like, okay, God, give me the strength. You've forgiven me. My husband has forgiven me. Like, who am I not to forgive him? And I just think about how far we've come. 
And what if I wouldn't have forgiven? What if Freddie wouldn't have forgiven me? We wouldn't be where we are today. And I'm sure coming from the upbringing that you've come from and just even me seeing it, <laughs> like I've always known I've never wanted a broken home from seeing yeah. everything. And if you guys would have thrown in the towel, if you, if you wouldn't have forgiven him or vice versa, it does continue it's the legacy you're leaving to show your kids oh you can quit it is okay to stop but you guys truly showed your boys like you can literally go through hell and back and still not give up on somebody you can still hold on and fight for what you love and do those things because like you guys are saying god enabled both of you guys to be able to do so and and do things do come up as well yeah it's such a good point though because um like nadia said i am the baby sister I have three older sisters, and I am the only one out of all four of us who is still with the father of my my kids, you know? I've had to witness my sisters um, split their time with their kids and go through the separation and divorces, and, and I didn't want it. I, I see the struggle that it brings on the kids and the hurt, you know, my sisters missing their kids while they're away from them, and... So that is a good point, Vanessa. Like seeing that, I was like, "Oh my!" It it, yeah. it does help. You have to like count the cost. Exactly. Especially when you see it all around you, you have to say like, "Is it really worth losing everything that I can work so hard for?" Exactly. Because even if I were to leave Freddie, I mean, the next person yeah. I meet is who everybody's knows? damaged. Everybody has flaws. Yeah. So why not? work through the flaws that we have you know become mr and mrs right together my other question is since you you did say as a girl you know things come up emotions rise and those thoughts will come in like have you had those thoughts ready where it's like (laughs) (laughs) you're like the enemy is trying to attack you and be like oh you know like (laughs) like how do you work let let the guys know (laughs) as for a man it's it's very hard you know um controlling your anger especially that thought that's you know trying to tell you making it true yeah and i just feel like in my heart that it's not okay to do so that that's where my heart steps in mm-hmm. um it's just you just gotta be strong-minded like you or know, even watch. too what about what about you like thinking that she's gonna be misbehaving (laughs) you're like no no No, i'm just kidding (laughs) do you ever get those thoughts babe not those kind of thoughts (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm i'm so thankful that we're we were able to move past all of that what would you say to a guy who necessarily doesn't know how to be like the lead man in the relationship like how do you step into that take the wheel yeah because (laughs) i feel like you know like a lot of guys do try to take control of the relationship in the right way um where you want to be respected you want to have that respect that love that authority but at the same time like you're struggling with somebody who's fighting you back so much on it how do you you gotta compromise yeah you compromise with their their feelings and yours you know if she wants to do something different that you don't like and you gotta compromise i mean there's gonna be things that you don't like but i think if there's like a a man that's not secure in the relationship like that's a big like faulty issue issue because like you need to have somebody who has their 
head on like strong on their shoulders and who's gonna be able to lead you because I think that's like a big thing too like if I ever saw that Brian was not able to lead me I was like you gotta go I can't deal with you right now like I need you to step up and like be a man like you need to get it together like as much as I fight you on things like I really do need you to guide me because if I'm just doing things on my own like I'm gonna lose all control like go crazy well and and Freddie had Freddie had like both see that I think that's why you know we work so well too is because Freddie can put his foot down and take the lead but he can also like he said compromise like I've always said in our home you know most women do all the work but Freddie's not embarrassed or you know he's not embarrassed to do the dishes (laughs) he just came from the grocery store right now he just mopped before you guys got here like it is really 50 50 yeah like they do have to take the lead but at the same time I think it is important that they compromise as well yeah being in the times we are now as I touched on earlier where it's like I'm gonna do me it's all about female independence and things like that how do you hold true to the man being the head of the household but still having it's possible right yes because there's so many people who think that it's not possible that either you know one could only be the boss but it's it is that compromise yeah. that allows it to happen right because yeah. like you said yeah he he sees that there has to be a compromise but you as a wife also see that he's the head of the household exactly. and that what he says goes so it's a two-way street if you see that if what he says goes but if he sees that there has to be compromise then it's completely possible and people who are stuck in that mentality are just blind to themselves. Yeah, they're not willing. Because, yeah. yeah, I think, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I guess God just blessed us with that because we are, both me and him, we are like 50-50, you know. I just feel like, yeah, if I'm going to work, if I'm going to work full-time too and, and help him bring home the money, then he can help in other ways too. And he was... He's more than willing to, so it just, it works so well. What about parenting? Anything on parenting closing-wise? You have your fourth on the way, and I'm sure (laughs) each child you've looked back from Jacob to Jeremiah and vice versa, like, oh, I, are those those things when you had your third child that you thought back to Jeremiah, like, oh, I wish I would have done that, or? Oh, man, there's there's a lot. Just parenting in general, then. For my parenting advice to those parents, um, I I think I've been growing and started realizing we need to um listen to our kids more. Mm, yeah. Wow. Um, there's things that kids can tell you, but us parents we forget about the things, you know, what they're um expressing. Don't take their expressions lightly. Yeah. yeah. So true. Yeah. So true. Um, as they get older, they're gonna they're gonna realize that, hey, my 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 parents weren't listening. They didn't do things for me. You know, take the time to really listen to your kids, love them more. You know, <laughs> love them more. And again, like, gosh, it makes me feel so bad. But Freddie has taught me a lot about parenting. Freddie's an awesome awesome father to our kids and. My mom tried her best, um, but I didn't have my parents there. And so it was a little harder for me with the parenting. But 
um, Freddie like just took me by my hand and, and he does. He'll tell me like before bed, he'll be like, babe, the way you talk to Jeremiah today, like you need to change that, you know? And so he's teaching me to be more loving and, but at the same time, he, he sets rules and he, um, disciplines them and I don't know. He's a respected father. I try. Yes. I try. He just has to look at them and they know. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You guys honestly like have such good boys. I like honor that and respect that Thank because you. it's very admirable to have that, you know, that you guys, aside from all the things that you have gone through, you can still, you know, keep it together for them and really just lead by example and I think that's another thing, like, right now that just came to my mind right now is that, you know, my poor boys did have to see a lot. They, they did. They had to see a lot. And I personally had to get through that regret and that, um, like, self-condemnation. Even through everything they saw, like, look at how they are now, you know? And, and I just want to encourage any parents out there that may feel like, Maybe you've done so much and maybe you um, don't know how to forgive yourself for putting your kids through stuff. But I mean, again, I'll always go back to God. And, you know, it's almost as if I, I've always prayed like, God, please erase all of that from their minds. And, you know, and I feel like he has because my boys are very, very loving and very, you know, respectful and well behaved and. Yeah, with God, anything is possible. Well, they sure don't act like they grew up in a violent household. <laughs> so I think he erased it too. Yes. But yeah. with that being said, we're going to wrap up unless you have anything to close with, Freddie. <laughs> no. Okay, we're going to wrap up. Thank you guys for allowing us to come into your home and interview you and just really get to learn about what you've guys gone through and telling us the details, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because no, it's so important. No, no, <laughs> and there is. Write it down. We can come around for episode two with you guys. Extension, yeah. like no, like but uh, yeah, that I mean that got my heart going because you know obviously like I'm not in a marriage, but I've been in in that situation before and like just being a single mom too. You know, like there are so many things that I took away for myself out of this that I even started crying finally (laughs) (laughs) but I know that like your guys' story is amazing and there's a lot of people who can relate to to these kinds of things and so thank you guys so much for opening up your hearts and your relationship (laughs) but I wanted Freddie to enter by saying how's it going and I forgot to have (laughs) him say it I should have done that (laughs) so wait last question are the Steelers gonna win today Yes, we are. Yeah. Yes, we are. <laughs> All, right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of Heart on the Mic, brought to you by The Exchange Project. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure to rate, review, comment, all that good stuff. And please make sure you follow us on our social media on Instagram at Heart on the Mic. Love you guys. Bye.